You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian and I'm joined by Victor Harcourt, principal at Russell Kennedy Lawyers. Welcome, Victor. Thank you. It's good to be here. What are some of the fundamentals to meeting consumer expectations around transfer of care services? Uh, in my experience, uh, a significant fundamental is ensuring that there is um, uh, clarity in the information that is provided to the consumers uh, right from the outset. Um, uh, in the work that I've done in this area for the last 20 years, uh, when I've been asked to assist my clients, who are typically the um, approved providers, in terms of um, disputes that have arisen, when we track it back, what we find is that there is um, a lack of um, clarity or an understanding on the part of the consumer or the resident um, at the outset. And that's not necessarily anybody's fault. It's just the fact that um, we're dealing with a very complex system. We're dealing with, on the one hand, approved providers for whom this is their everyday life. Um, They're familiar with it and they may not remember quite what it is that a new entrant into the system uh, knows or doesn't know and what it takes for them to understand. So Generally, in terms of consumer expectations, I think that it's really important that there is um, information that's delivered in a variety of different sources, that that information is clear and understandable, that um, that the information may well worth uh, bear worth repeating on more than one occasion and reinforced. And I think it's really, really important that the consumer experience, once they're in the, the aged care facility, actually matches up with the promises that are made at the outset. The people who are delivering the services on the floor need to understand what's being promised at the outset. And the other way around, the people who are the ones that have that interface with consumers before they come into the aged care service really need to understand the limitations uh, of the service being provided or indeed the ability of the service being provided. And I think if there's a closer alignment between those two, then consumer expectations can be met by the actual um, service delivery, and I think that leads to better outcomes for everyone. Where can things go wrong either in terms of meeting consumers' expectations or in transition of care generally? Well, I think the uh, if we talk about the transition of care, and of course one of the things that, that we're going to... Um, uh, that we've started the discussion today with this um, seminar and that they'll explore over the next few days is there are many different aspects to the transition of care. Uh, I've spoken about it from the aged care perspective, but there's obviously the community care, there's um, uh, the hospitals. Um, uh, for me, where I've seen things go wrong is where there is, uh, again, um, uh, there may be a, a misunderstanding about the nature of the information that is provided. Um, uh, there may be, uh, from one service provider to a, another, um, the information that, that one service provider believes the other one needs may not fully hit the mark. Um, the receiver of the information may rely too much on their own assessment of the, fir- the person who's before them and not enough about interrogating the historical information that is provided to them. Um, uh, we know, and I've seen examples of where that on-the-spot assessment, very comprehensive, uh, but what it misses is a context and what it misses is perhaps sufficient weight that's given to the historical information that might be provided either by the family or by the service provider. So if you uh, rely upon that on-the-spot assessment, your experience might be a few days or a few weeks before you fully understand the nature of the resident. 
But we know that one of the highest areas of risk is going to be when the resident first comes into a residential aged care program. That is going to be, if somebody, um, say a resident with cognitive impairment who's got wandering behaviours, a resident with cognitive impairment who's challenged by a new environment, their biggest risk is going to be in those first few days. That's where there needs to be far more um, uh, intervention, far more assessment, far more monitoring in those early days. That's where it might go wrong. Earlier today you discussed helping providers understand their responsibilities and obligations under the Aged Care Act 1997. What do you hope people took away from this part of the presentation? Um, my talk focused very much on uh, what, what I think is a, um, an area that um, is gaining um, more understanding and that is the position of um, residents who are in aged care facilities who have got a cognitive impairment um, who are, for one reason or another, uh, in an environment where they cannot um, leave that um, facility um, or that part of a facility, even if they wanted to, but where there's no lawful authority for them to be confined to that space. Um, that is, uh, uh, the decisions are being made in their best interest, but they're being made by a carer or a family member uh, or a person responsible, but they actually haven't got the authority to be able to um, consent to their, their um, confinement. So we need an enduring guardian or a guardian appointed by a tribunal. We know that, that a system that um, responds to that gap is going to be quite burdened with a lot of applications. But on the other hand, we have a bunch of um, residents within aged care facilities for whom decisions are being made in their best interest, but there's no monitoring or ongoing assessment about whether it is and whether indeed proper steps are being taken to enable them to live without that confinement. And so uh, in terms of what I was hoping to um, uh, um, uh, impart to the people in the room today was a, a greater understanding about that, the enormity of the, the issue that we've got. And I guess trying to refocus some attention back to saying that um, uh, for many who are the family members of residents in that position, um, they face enormous challenges in understanding the dimensions of that problem they face enormous challenges in terms of dealing with the emotional significance of their, their parent coming into aged care, and we're challenged by the fact that um, there may be a gap in terms of who's making lawful decisions for the confinement of that resident. So raising awareness uh, with perhaps a view to us um, gaining some greater insight and perhaps some more positive solutions into the future. Thank you for your time, Victor. You're welcome.